Hi, and welcome to another podcast. Today we're going to talk about stress. Now, I've actually been stressing out over doing this one because, well, it's something that I've had to deal with a lot in my life. Now, I'm not the sort of person, or I wasn't the sort of person, that handled stress very well. Stress ruined my life on several occasions. Now then, before I go into that, the definition of stress on the dictionary is a bit of a weird one. It's a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or demanding circumstances, which is kind of putting it really politely, but let's just say stress is a bugger, isn't it? Now, we all have stressors every single day of our life, whether it's kids, whether it's work, whether it's partners, whether it's customers, whether it's road users, gym users on the phone, whatever it might be. There's just stress all around us. But it's how we handle that stress that's the difference, isn't it? Now, our bodies are used to handling stress because, well, millions of years ago, we were chasing food and being chased or know hunted by different tribes or whatever so our bodies are very used to stress but in this modern day life stress is something that affects a ridiculous amount of people i haven't googled the, the stats but i know from previous experience how ridiculously high stress or stress related illnesses are in this country just the uk alone let alone all over the world now then How do you know that you're stressed? I mean, apart from, you know, flames coming out of your head all the time and just constant state of rawness, the obvious ones are things like spots and headaches and pains and you're constantly ill, you've got low energy or you might be uh, insomnia slightly or um, you've got a change in your sex drive, your libido, libido. Uh, you have digestive in, in issues all the time. Your appetite changes. You might have depression. You might have rapid heart beat, uh, heart rate and beat, and and you sweat. And and there's just loads more. It's just loads. But there are a lot of signs of stress. Now, at the end of the day, when I speak to people about this subject, a lot of people say, "Oh no, I don't. I don't get stressed." No, you might not do. You might not think that you are stressed, but your body is handling stress. Now, there's a gland, basically one of your adrenal glands, that produces cortisol, and it's around the back of the neck. And you'll have heard people say, oh, yeah, I carry my stress on my shoulders. Well, technically, we all do, Doc, because as that cortisol is produced, it radiates down the neck and into the shoulders, and then it just fills up as it goes down. So your shoulders and your neck are really the the first kind of target for that cortisol and it will just stiffen the muscles up and it basically it's a bit like pouring liquid concrete down your back. I suppose that's probably the easiest way of doing it without getting too technical. So I've I've had stress all my life. So no, should I say I've not handled stress nearly all my life very well. I've made some catastrophic blow-ups. I've, um, oh God, I've done all sorts. I've got ill over it many, many, many times. I've um, 
I've caused friction in relationships. I've, you know, it's just one of them things that's manifested, say, manifested, oh, I can't talk, manifested itself in lots of different ways throughout my life. And I think it's only the last few years that I've really learned how to deal with that. And there's, there's hundreds of ways of dealing with it. But I have, yeah, I've made some royal, uh, bad error judgments. I've done all sorts. Now, from my point of view, I've had, I was very badly traumatized when I was 18 because I was in a horrific, um, assault and attack that basically, well, nearly killed me. And I didn't handle that very well. I've had, um, young bereavement. So, um, things like grandparents and that sort of thing passing away when I was quite young, didn't handle that very well. Um, parents getting divorced didn't handle that very well. Getting epilepsy because of the attack that I had, which I very badly handled. And, you know, being told that you can't do certain things like your rock climbing anymore and your canoeing anymore because you haven't fits for obvious reasons. You don't want to fall off a cliff or drown. Um, and, you know, it just all spiraling out of control. So not being able to handle stress from an early on year has just kind of progressed through my life. And there are lots of episodes that I can think of that I haven't handled very well because of stress and not being able to how to recognize it or how to handle it. Don't get me wrong, I'm still stressed. I still have, well, I have a five-year-old who is a hurricane. He really is. And he's really hard work, let alone business, self-employed, juggling money, the usual bits and bobs that everybody kind of has, really. So... Even though I might not have uh, frequently gigantic stress explodes anymore, I do get a little bit kind of uptight now and and again. Um, The other day, again, it it was my son's fault and it just just infuriated me. Um, But I think I handled it quite well, to be fair. Whereas a few years ago, I probably would have exploded. So... Let's talk about the ways that you can handle the stress. Now, stress isn't going to go away, is it, unless you change circumstances. So I think the first thing I would say is, do you need to say no more? Because that was one of my things. I was always a yes man. Yeah, I'll I'll try and get you in. Yeah, okay, I'll get you in. Yeah, 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 it's fine. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then I would be badly time managed because I was putting too many people in or I was getting tired or whatever. So... One of the big things I've done is I've learned to say no. If I can't do it, I can't do it. I'm not going to find you a space. I can't do it. It's as simple as that. And if it's going to put a strain on my time, then no, I can't do it. And that's, you know, one of the big things is time management. Now, I've done a podcast on this, so please obviously go and listen to that if you haven't done already. But organizing your time is one of the best ways of doing something, incorporating saying no. Okay, but that also means you need to stop procrastinating. So if you're constantly scrolling through Facebook or your God knows how many games you play in or whatever, do you really need to be doing that? Do you really need to be going through the social media feed? Could you just be doing something more productive? 
could you save that till later? And I know it's boring, but at the end of the day, you end up losing yourself in a game or social media. And before you know it, you've just spent an hour and you're like, oh my God, I need to do this, this and this. And then you're running around like a blue ass fly. So that then creates its own little stress. So maybe before you sit down and procrastinate, make sure you've done all your jobs. Which, again, leads to something else. Lists. Write things down. You know, make a to-do list of, I don't know, whatever you need to do in that day. And maybe prioritize ones at the top or write it in red that you need to do first. Or who knows, whatever. Put circles around it. Highlights. Whatever. But writing things down and making a list. And I know it sounds a bit boring again. But making a list and working your way through it is one hell of a way of reducing your stress. Uh, sometimes obviously it might overload you because you think, oh my God, I've got so much to do. But when you step back and think, well, actually that one's only going to take me two minutes. That one's going to take me less than a minute. That one, well, okay, I need to put a bit more time into that one. And you can just break it down into smaller chunks, but do it in definitely priority order. Writing your stress down as well. You know, if something's stressing you out maybe you need to write a diary or a log or a journal or however you want to put it and write that stuff down and it it kind of eases your tension i did it for a while it does work um i suppose it depends on your outlook because if you think it's a bit oof, can't be asked for a bit a bit random writing my stress down um it might not work in your favors you have got to open your eyes up in this sort of thing but it do, it does work i have tried it it's a bit like a diary i suppose you just write stuff down when it gets to you um okay so we've got things like the obvious exercise the more exercise you do the less stressful you kind of get but if you're stressing over your time and you think oh my god i've got to go and exercise but i haven't got time well, then you need to sort your time management out. It doesn't work as easy as, oh, I'm going to go for a walk and I'll be fine. It doesn't quite work like that. But it, again, as long as you time manage your exercise and, and you put it in and you're not stressing that you haven't got enough time, it works well. And when we say exercise, guys, we don't mean that you've got to go and smash it at a Zumba class or the gym or you've got to go and, you know, do 10 million spin classes. Just go for a walk. Just go and find a walk that's nice. And when I did my dissertation, um, again, I can't remember the stats, but walking around greenery and water was the ultimate way to reduce your bad mood. So it gave you a better sense of uh, improvement in your mood if you were to walk that was green and watery. So, for instance, we've got Kingsmill Res around here. absolutely adore that place. Rufford Park um we've got loads of places in nottingham absolutely great but if you've got somewhere that's maybe a reservoir a dam or a lake or a nature reserve or something get yourself off there and go and walk around and chill out you know obviously if you want to go and smash it at the gym that's fair enough but you have to understand that puts another stress onto your body a physical stress which you do need to manage well with correct nutrition and water so make sure that you're you, know, you are well fed and hydrated and you've had enough sleep to be able to manage that. Otherwise, again, you're just going to start getting poorly and, you know, it's going to create a different demand of stress. But things like yoga, uh, yoga's great. I, I, I did enjoy doing a lot of yoga and I, I'm definitely going to take that back up again, actually. 
that's one of my to-do things over the next few months is starting to go back into yoga because it, it is very calming, very great. It learn, it teaches you how to kind of concentrate on your breathing. And, and again, it's great for your physique and your fitness levels and your body all over. So winner, winner in that respect. Now, this is not something that I've done in particular, but you do get a lot of good response about things like meditation. So meditation is something that you can... You can have a go at, but again, I think you've got to go with the right frame of mind. Now, for me personally, I don't really have a lot of quiet space to come and meditate. But uh, I don't know what, I don't know, it's not something that I've required, so I can't really shout out about it. But I suppose at some point in time, I will probably go there. However, um, again, I think you've got to have the right mindset to get into that first. And... This is one that I battled with a lot, and I'm not going to lie, I don't think it worked. And anybody who knows me, well, reducing your caffeine content. Now then, where am I going to start with this one? Okay, so I love coffee. I adore coffee. Good, filtered, bean coffee not the crap that you get out of the jar no disrespect to jar coffee but um i enjoy that purely because when i was having seizures i was taking a huge amount of medication to control that which didn't really help and i was very conscious about my liver so caffeine via coffee bean was one of the ways to help the liver flush out the chemicals and help the liver kind of um, manage those chemicals and ever since then I've been really into my coffee I have not reduced my coffee intake but um, there was a period in time that I was shall we say slightly addicted to monster energy drinks and when I was doing the festival scene in particular, because I was working very long hours, and, well, that stuff kept us going. Now, yes, if you're addicted to energy drinks, then I would highly recommend that you reduce that content because it is not good for you because it screws around with the chemicals in the body. But... One every now and again is not going to hurt you. So it's about moderation, is it? But I still drink my coffee. So my caffeine intake has... Um, I don't think it's reduced as such, but the form of caffeine, I suppose. So maybe it shouldn't be reduce the caffeine. Maybe it should be control your caffeine intake or manage your caffeine intake. So... I, I basically drink either a flat white or Americano um, or a Cortado, that sort of thing, you know, like a little espresso type thing for a little milk if I have any. And that's about it really, but I do enjoy that. Now, again, that makes me de-stressed by going somewhere and having a coffee. And I've used the environment as well to chill me out. So I like to go and people watch at a coffee house and it reduces my stress no end. 
I think I'll leave that bit there, though. Right, there's loads of other things. Have a bath. Just sitting in warm water chills you out. And if you're not the sort of person that likes having a bath because you're sitting in your dirty water, have a shower before you get in, have a shower afterwards, yeah? But having a hot bath does kind of just relax you. It relaxes your muscles as well. And it kind of just calms you down a little bit. You know, put some candles on if you have to. Shut the door, tell the kids to go away or do it when they're in bed or whatever. But just having a bath does chill you out no end. Music. Music has been one of my biggest saving of graces. Florence the Machine. Oh, my God. If I hadn't have had Florence in my ear, I don't know how I would have coped at uni. So she stresses, uh, de-stresses me big time. Music in general de-stresses me. Music changes your mood anyway, I think. If you've got something that's very uplifting, you can smash it when you're working out. I mean, I'm really getting back into my music in my, in my workouts at the minute. And I'm finding that helps no end. I get very pumped up with music, but it also does chill me out. So, you know, use the different genres, manipulate that maybe, and try and look for something that does calm you down. It doesn't have to be whale music. It could be anything. It doesn't have to be classical. It can be whatever. Um, yeah, I suppose different moods require a different genre. So it's all good in that respect. When... It comes to when you are actually stressed, I think the important thing would be to stop. Just stop what you're doing, pause a second, focus on your breathing, and just have a think. Maybe take a step back, and I've used this analogy before, just slightly take a step back if you can. And you know, this this wants to be done in a few seconds. Just stop what you're doing, control your breathing, and just think, am I doing the right thing? should I be saying this or whatever, or I don't know, whatever the situation is. And you just kind of very quickly analyze the situation and maybe have a different, slightly different perspective on how can I do this differently or what can I do differently? Or, you know, depending on the situation, obviously. But that's helped no end over the years. And so has animals, you know, for those, again, who know me, love being around animals Um whether it's going feeding the ducks, whether it's stroking the dogs, whether it's taking the dogs for a walk, whether it's being around birds, as in like parrots and things. Um, you know, we're constantly, you know, at farms or, uh, I don't know, pet stores or whatever. Um, and it, it does, you know, there's a lot of research about stroking animals, cats, dogs, that sort of thing. It de-stresses you straight away. There's that connection that you've got with certain animals as well, whether it's your pets or not. So maybe incorporate that into your life. Um, you also really want to think about your nutrition. Are you just eating crap all the time? Are you eating and pouring crap down your neck? Because if you are, that's not going to have any good because them chemicals in your system are going to make you feel sluggish. They're going to make you feel heavy, tired and horrible. And don't get me wrong, if you're going to do it once a week, so no big deal, is it really? But everything again in moderation. But... If you're constantly shoving crap down your neck and not putting anywhere near enough water in your body, then you are going to feel sluggish, heavy, and then that in turn is going to make you tired and stressed because you might have a bad night's sleep or for whatever reason. So nutrition is really important, guys. And I mean, as a fitness professional, I don't want to bang on and I won't want to preach about it. But at the end of the day, what you put in is what you get out. 
and that sounds cheesy, but it is true. Yeah. So think about water nutrition changes. You need to be increasing your water. And we can argue the task, but you're looking at at least three litres a day. Yeah. To keep your digestive fluids up, keep all your brain function going, your skin, your hair, your eyes, before you even start thinking about sweat and urine and that sort of thing. So minimum three litres, please, guys. Yeah. Additionally, sleep. Sleep is so important. Now, there's loads of research that varies where you look at how much sleep you need, but you need good quality sleep at least four or five hours a day, at least, yeah? Good kind of like deep sleep. And if you can't sleep, then Google it and try everything until you find something that works, whether it's from sleeping aids, whether it's sleeping teas, whether it's about reducing your coffee intake late at night or your caffeine at night, whether it's you go and exercise, you go for a walk, whether it's you do a bit of yoga, a bit of bath, whatever, who cares? There are about 27,000 different things that you could go and do for your sleep. And all you've got to do is trial and error. So maybe sleep is a podcast I could do actually, because I do talk about that a lot. And we have talked about a lot of remedies over the years. So yeah, I might do that as a sleep one. Um, talking as well, talk about your stress to people, talk to others. Are they experiencing something? Have they done something about it? Have they tried this? Oh, I've not, I've not done that before. I'll give that a go. Yeah. And talking just kind of eliminates that weight off your shoulders a little bit, a bit like writing it down. You know, you don't have to be, oh, hashtag stressed on Facebook and just leave it like that because that's just being a dick. But just pick up the phone maybe and talk to somebody or talk to somebody in your office or your friend or your family or whatever and and see what you can do to help it or just get it off your chest. It might make you feel better. Talking about getting things like off your chest to make you feel better. Laughter. I mean, when was the time you laughed? Watch something comedy-wise. Um, see a stand-up tour. Get a DVD that's got stand-up gig on or your favourite comedian or put live on the Apollo or something, you know, have a good giggle and a good laugh. It, it is such good medicine. And I know, you know laughter is the best medicine and all of that, but it is brilliant. It really is. Okay. And then the last one. Now you need to listen to this one about this because this does work, but you have to be consistent with it. Okay. Like everything. Vitamin C. So vitamin C uh, it basically helps reduce the physical and the, the uh, like the psychological stresses. So what it does is it kind of goes and mops up all the cortisol in your body, and, and a big like cloth wipes it all up. But vitamin C is one of them that you have to be constantly put in your body, whether it's food or supplementation or both. And there's a lot of research out there to say that you know people who have high levels of vitamin C in their body or consume it, basically aren't stressed or handle stress better. And it's something that I use a lot, whether it, like I say, I use supplementation and food, to be fair. So Google foods rich in vitamin C, incorporate ones that you like into your nutrition. Now, basically, vitamin C is a soluble vitamin, so if you've got more than you need, you pee it out. So it's no real big deal. But again, it's one of them that you need to be consistent with because you might have 10, 15 years worth of cortisol stuck in your body 
all around. And at the end of the day, two or three days worth of vitamin C is not going to wash it all up. So you might need to stick at it for three months, six months, who knows, until you kind of go, oh, yeah, I'm not stressed about it anymore. It doesn't bother me anymore. Yeah. The other one I use is glutamine. So, But I use glutamine for a couple of different things. But stress is one of them. Again, it's a little bit of a mop. Um, it kind of neutralizes things a little bit. Again, vitamin C, it, it mops things up. So it's big, a big, like a big cloth. Big sponge sucks it all up. So I put, um, if I have a drink, for instance, then I'll have a vitamin C um, effervescent tablet and a scoop of glutamine. Just like, I think it's five mil, uh, five. Is it five gram or something like that? Yeah, five gram or something like that. Just a scoop, chuck it in. Non-flavoured, no sugar. Bosh, there we go. Um, probably have that, what, twice a day? Uh, yeah, probably about twice a day, I think. And I've been doing that now for, well, about a year. Maybe a bit more, I don't know. Um, but again, that's just something that works for me. And, well... I'm not going to give it up that way because I'm nice and calm mostly these days. Right. Now then, if you feel stressed, do something about it because stress makes you ill. Believe me, I have been very ill over the years. Very ill. I, and I'm going to give you this as an example. So I was working my ass off. I was doing the best I could at my jobs and basically stress. Well, it made me collapse. Really? There was a few things. There was a few things, you know, that you could contribute to it. Um, but basically, yeah, spark code out, um, collapsed and started having seizures again. So after about a, Oh, I don't know, about a four, five, maybe even six year spent of having none. It was back in my life, but it was back with a vengeance. And I had like nearly two years of that. And well, I'm mean, okay. You could also argue that because of that episode, I wouldn't be sat here doing this now because I retrained after that to become a fitness professional. However, I wouldn't want anybody to go through that. So I was having the best time, but I didn't look after my body and I was running on adrenaline and monster. So it was the most horrific, but also the most awesome, but it was also the most stressful thing that I've had to go through. It was just insane. And I suppose it was my doing, yeah, you could argue that, because I didn't say no, I didn't eat properly, I wasn't drinking anywhere near enough water at that particular point in time, my caffeine levels were through the roof, monster. Um, you know, I didn't sleep very well, um, I probably didn't organise my time particularly great, I stopped really exercising for a while because, well, work was just so intense. Um Oh God, so many of those things. I, I, all those things I, I told you about to do, I just wasn't doing. And yeah, Sparko, Sparko out. Doof. Yeah, that was a bit rough. And, well, it took me uh, 
got 18 months, two years to turn that back around. And do you know what? Yeah, it was probably one of the best things to happen to me because I managed to retrain. But let's face it, I, God knows what I did to my body. So do you know what? It's Just manage your stress levels. I think it's the best thing. I would hate for anybody to get ill. So if you feel like you're stressed, you're running around like a blue-ass flight, go back and go and listen to my time management one. Think about all the things and all the strategies that I've told you. And bearing in mind, I haven't even touched the surface. Again, Google it. Stress management. How do I relax my stress levels? How do I reduce stress levels? Whatever. Just Google stuff, mate. I mean, Christ, we're in the best technological era of, era of the human race. Just Google everything. Right, I'm going to leave it there because I'm just shy of 30 minutes, which is kind of where I wanted to be. So, again, thank you very much for listening. If you have any comments or feedback, please get in touch. Please, 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 will you share these podcasts and tag people in them, talk to others and say if you're enjoying them or not, or recommend a certain one to somebody. Let's spread this out as much as we can. Right, I'm going to go before it hits 30 minutes. So... Have a great afternoon, daytime, whatever you're doing, and I shall speak to you soon in the next podcast. See you later.